This is Reimagining a Better World, a collaboration of Yes Media and Public News Service. I'm Manoa Changa. And I'm Laura Rossbrow-Tellum. Today, we will be talking about reimagining public safety. A lot of the focus last year was on protests that arose after the killing of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis and Breonna Taylor by police in Louisville. There hasn't been as much emphasis on how communities themselves have been looking at creating alternatives and talking through what it means to keep them safe. What do you think of when you hear public safety in police? Like, Noah, when was the first time you ever thought about public safety? I mean, I've always grown up in Black and inner-city communities, so I've always seen and noticed the police. Police are always present. Thinking about my safety, we moved to Chicago around fifth, sixth grade, and that is when I can really remember thinking about being safe. I want to say maybe it was high school. We got metal detectors my senior year, later in the year, after Columbine happening. And this is not to make light of, you know, school shootings, which are very serious issues in gun violence. But at the time, it just didn't seem like it actually had anything to do with our actual reality and actual concerns for our safety and just a response to something that happened to people in other places. There's a really rich conversation that actually does take into consideration violence that happens in different types of communities and what are some of the alternatives that need to be a part of conversations around gun violence prevention that did not exist 20 plus years ago. Yeah, and it's so frustrating what you're saying about Columbine. Mostly white high school, white kids who shoot up the school, right? And at that moment in time, I was in middle school, and I went to a private middle school, mostly white, no metal detectors, right? Also didn't have any security that I remember at my high school. So this thing happens, totally different ramifications, just because I lived in this higher income, mostly white community. And so specifically for this conversation, there were these two issues that really resonated with me over the summertime when I was covering the protests. And I wanted to talk about block-by-block organizing and participatory budgeting because these were two conversations, these were two opportunity points that I didn't see as many connections being made to the protesting and the work that people were doing. Because folks would focus on the protests, but you would also have people showing up virtually at city council meetings and making demands of local electeds. You also had people who were doing a form of mutual aid and the sense of helping each other out in their communities to keep each other safe. So the first thing that we're going to look at is what's called block-by-block organizing or community defense. And this specifically was going on in Minneapolis during the protest this summer. And some residents wanted to create networks in their neighborhoods as alternatives to police, like without the government, without anything. And there are obviously pros and cons to this, and we're going to hear more about it. And later in the episode, we're going to talk about participatory budgeting, or PB as some folks call it, which began in Brazil in 1989. But 